On this week's episode of the 608 Sports Podcast, we'll get you caught up on all things March Madness. The wild offseason buzz surrounding the NFL continues, and we also have some major master news that we wanted to share with you. All right, let's go. Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh my God. Oh my God. No way. Touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have lost up on the New Orleans Saints. 2013 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo. Throws it up for Aiden, shot blocked by Adetokounmpo. Knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul, and Adetokounmpo throws it down. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Today is Tuesday, March 29th. Uh, first, wanted to apologize for not having a show last week. I was on a business trip uh, in Vegas. I uh, went to a restaurant and bar expo. Uh, obviously, did some partying while we we're out there. Lost a lot of money. Big surprise there. Um, but we're back. Uh, kind of a shitty time with it being, you know, the first two weekends of March Madness. But we'll do our best to get you caught up on all of it. Uh, it's been a great, great tournament. Uh, I think, with the exception of Sunday, yeah, it was pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but outside of that, it has been an incredible run, an incredible ride. Some great games. We haven't had any real, like, major, any real buzzer beaters, really. No, not that I, I mean, know. yeah, like that you used that you're used to seeing but the games have been so damn good yep. like lead changes ties like just back and forth games um and then obviously some cinderella stories um but we'll kind of go through all of it here and then we'll talk about the nfl as we mentioned in the intro and then the masters news that we got uh to round out the show so I just want to say that I'm pretty confident I've watched at least part of every single game. Same. Well, other than at when I was like, on the 
I yeah. missed I missed the uh, Sweet 16 games um, when I was on the plane. I think that's the first time I've ever done Let's it, see. but I think I at least watch a few minutes on my phone or on the TV of every single game that's yeah. happened. I mean, I for <laughs> sure did for the first two rounds. Yeah, um, which is the hard and then, part. Yeah, and so. then I, I, met, I, I watched a bit of at least every game except for the two that were on when I was in the plane, which were um, the Duke game and who was playing Duke at Tech. this yeah, and then who was playing at the same time? Arizona um, or, or Michigan? Michigan Villanova. Michigan Villanova. One of the two. No, I watched part of Michigan no. Villanova. Um, but anyways, let's get into it. Uh, first and second round stuff um, from the first weekend. So um, I just kind of picked out some of the key games that I wanted to talk about. Um, maybe you can chime in. Yeah. You'll probably have some that I didn't have. Yep. Uh, but first one for me that stood out, I just kind of went through them because it's been such a crazy tournament. I just looked at all the games and all the scores and tried to like remember or like think about some storylines from those games. Um, so the first one that I saw, Iowa, huge favorite for a deep run coming off the Big Ten tournament win. Um, everyone thought that they were going to be, you know, a guaranteed Sweet 16 team, I would think. Yeah. I would say. Um, a lot of them, a lot of people had them going Elite Eight, Final Four, um, and then they get bounced in the first game to Richmond. Um, so 67-63, Richmond took care of Iowa um, right away, first game. Yeah, um, I think we talked about it, but it, um, it's kind of they were playing so well and they were shooting the ball so well in the Big Ten tournament that we knew it had to come to an end or it was going to happen to them. At some point during the tournament, um, it happened to the first game. Uh, credit to Richmond, though. Obviously, they're a good squad. Uh, kind of hung with Providence in the next round. But Iowa, when they go cold, they go really cold. And, you know, that shooting streak that they had uh, wasn't going to continue forever. And they just got caught on a bad day. Uh, but that's the joy of the tournament, you know. It's only one game elimination. If they play 100 times, you know, Iowa definitely wins the majority of those. But that's why this tournament's so awesome. And their cold streak ran out. And I don't know, hearing a lot of shit from Iowa fans and how they're so good and everything. And then, but first game, we'll get to our see you later. Yeah, we'll get to uh, our game too. But, um, and then another one kind of same storyline. Uh, Indiana had a really good Big Ten tournament, yeah, a lot of people thought man. them as a you know, a big upset <laughs> team, and again, bounced in the first game. Uh, and it was not even close not, the entire game, not from yep, 82 53, they lost. I mean, it was not even remotely close, um, and I don't think that I had. I guess I had Indiana winning a couple games in most, or one game in most of my brackets. I did not have Iowa though. I mean, I had Iowa in one bracket, um, winning two games, I think. But I had, I had them losing um, in the first or second round yeah. in almost all of them. Uh, Indiana, I thought would take care of St. Mary's, and they absolutely did not. Nope. Yeah, Indiana was definitely a team that people were, were kind of high on. You know, as a 12 seed, definitely upset. St. Mary's was a um, pretty popular pick and then maybe gave UCLA game a game, UCLA a game. But, I don't know, <clears throat> the first two that we've talked about have both been Big Ten teams, so Seems to be a, a problem. Theme. Um, we'll talk about but, that here moving forward, too. I got that um, written down. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, Big Ten, um, disappointing so far uh, in our recap, and 
we'll keep touching yeah. on it as we go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, St. Peter's obviously was the game of the first weekend yep. without a question, and they basically dominated Kentucky. Like, they were up the whole game. Yeah. From start to finish, they dominated them. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and you just thought they would go away, right? Like, yep. you just kept waiting for them to go on a you know a couple-minute drought and Kentucky to score some baskets, maybe an 8-0 run, get them back the lead, get over the hump. Then it would be, like, smooth sailing. Because, like, Gonzaga had a test in their first game. Mm-hmm. They were in a tight one the whole first half. Yep. Um, and then they went cold, and then Gonzaga won by 25 or yeah. whatever. Like, I kept waiting for that to happen, and it never did. Me too. And obviously, as we get through this, that's, it was a reoccurring theme, I think, with St. Peter's. Um, but wild upset. I've heard some debate that it was a bigger upset than the UMBC Virginia. There's no question that it's not. Yeah. Um, Same. Two and 15s happen. It feels like every year, or like not yeah. every year, but every every it's few happened. years. Um, you know, like Iona, I think, beat Duke at one point. Or some I can't remember, but there's been some, there's been a lot. Lehigh beat Duke. Le- Lehigh beat Duke. Um, but there's been a lot of two fifteens. There's been one one sixteen. It's not a debate. I'm yeah. sorry if you think that you're completely wrong. Yep, I agree. And Virginia was coming off a national title, and they were the number one overall seed. No, so they won the national title the, the next year. year. Oh, whoops, never mind. <clears throat> but they're the number one overall seed in the entire tournament. So that's another, you know, part of the whole upset. But, um, St. Peter's we'll talk about, so I'm not going to go too much into the game. But yeah. Kentucky, again, we'll kind of talk about them once we get to the Final Four. Um, but disappointment for Kentucky, Absolutely. I feel like. Huge disappointment. Um, probably doesn't feel as bad, seeing as where St. Peter's ended up. Yeah. Um, but still frustrating. I mean... Lost in the SEC tournament, so you don't even have that. And then you lose in the first round to a 15 seed. Tough. Yep. Um, and then first weekend, again, uh, this was the second or the third day of games, I believe. Uh, Baylor, first number one over or first number one seed to fall. Uh, they lost to UNC, who, again, we'll talk about. Um, but 86-93, um, crazy game. Yeah. Crazy yeah. game. Baylor was <laughs> down 25 points at one time. This game went to overtime. It, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, I thought Baylor would win by 15 win. in overtime. Same. Literally 15. Yep. But UNC wouldn't go away. Uh, the, you had the manic e- ejection, yep. which by the by the rules, yeah, it's the right call, I guess. It's like the targeting call, right? Like they're ejected for targeting. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's malicious or not you're ejected it is what it is i could have seen this being a flagrant one but like the way the rules state it was pretty clear a flagrant two but even if like that does happen he's not the one to blame for blowing a 25 point lead right and i'm just happy that you know there wasn't another game suspension i don't know how that was gonna work you know he did get ejected so i don't I think it's usually one game. Well, the next game after targeting, like I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of like targeting. Glad he could play the next game. Right. I thought it was targeting. So like, if you get a targeting call in the first half, you're out for the second half of the game. Yep. But if you get a targeting in the second half, you're out for the first First half half of the next game. 
So I didn't know if that was the same way yeah, in college definitely. basketball as it is in football. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case. He got to play in the next game. Was huge in the next game. So it was really good for UNC. Uh, and, and they ended up winning. So you can be mad about it. And you could have been mad about it if they lost, blamed it on that. But, again, 25 points, not one player should be responsible for a 25-point 20 point blown lead. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and then another one I had, Michigan was the one positive yep. for the Big Ten yep. um, in the first couple weekends. Um, they upset the SEC champs, Tennessee. A lot of people were really high on Tennessee, just like Iowa, another team that won their tournament. Um, playing great basketball. Probably should have been a it. number two seed, a lot of people thought. Um, they fell to three, saw Michigan in the second round, round of 32, got beat. Um, Michigan played a fantastic game offensively, defensively. I think they really took away everything that Tennessee wanted to try and do, um, and they got their looks on offense against a pretty solid defensive team. Uh, I think they turned Tennessee over quite a bit, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, but the one bright spot for the Big Ten was the uh, Michigan Wolverines. Sadly, hate them, um, especially after how the regular season kind of ended with the Badgers yeah. um, and whatnot. And then there was a lot of shit talking going on um, from Dickinson, so that also pissed me off. But we have to do our job, which gets me to the next headline I had. Um, Big Ten suffered in round two bad. Uh, Illinois went down, Wisconsin went down, Michigan State lost. Uh, so three more Big Ten teams eliminated. Um, so we're down to, we had six eliminated in the first weekend out of the nine, I believe. Um, pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Well, seven because Rutgers lost in the play-in yep. game. So seven, seven teams of the nine out in the first two rounds. Plus the plan. So, yeah, we only had one make it to the Sweet 16. Yep. Yep. That's tough. Um, <laughs> so, no, you had Purdue and Michigan made it. Oh, yeah, Michigan. yeah. Whoops. Yep. <clears throat> okay. um, Badger game we'll talk about. Illinois we don't really need to talk about, uh, I don't think, unless yeah. you have anything he, on Illinois. Just Houston is some dogs. Yeah. And they dogged them the whole game. Yep. And they were the most – should have been a three seed or a four seed for sure. I don't know how they fell to a five. Yeah. Um, you saw it. You know, obviously they didn't go to the final four, uh, but you could see their DNA. And then they just made a tough Illinois all day. Um, obviously, Kofi's going to get his, but I thought they were the best defensive team uh, maybe in the tournament, and they showed that um, against Arizona and th- all the way through. But, you know, Illinois, streaky, one of the streakiest teams in the country all year. And um, Houston was just up for the test, but that's about all I got for Illinois. Uh, Carbell is in the transfer portal. So I don't know. Crazy. Uh, well, we can talk about the transfer portal. You know, there's so many names in there, but yeah. But we'll probably know. do that. And they like barely beat Chattanooga two weeks a, from now yeah. or something because yeah. we got the Final Four and then the Masters. Yep. Um, but then we'll get off-season draft, yep. NFL, yep. Um, transfer portal, all that stuff. But now, if Illinois would have lost to Chattanooga which they maybe should have. They only beat them by one, 54-53. Uh, then there would have been even bigger problems for the Big Ten yep. and Illinois. But All right, Badger game. Iowa State, really bad team. Um, I'm just going to go out and say it. Really frustrating that we had to lose yep. to a team like that. Yep. Um, wanted to see 
Uh, the Auburn game, which we will get to, they didn't make it there either. Um, but just a frustrating game. We, yeah. you know, we were horrifically bad in everything, and it wasn't really credit to Iowa State at all. I mean, truthfully, like we just played, we turned the we turned the ball over the least in the country. Yep, seven a game. We had eighteen turnovers in that game. Chucky getting hurt, huge thing. Um, and then we made I don't know three threes, two threes, something like we that. We were one for twenty at some point, yeah, and then ended up two for twenty two or something. Yeah, but. something horrible. So we had three major things that happened, right? Yeah. Chucky gets hurt, huge loss, obviously. Can't make a three, can't make a basket. Problem. Yeah. And then we turn it over 18 times. Yep. If we do one of those things just a little bit better, we win that game. And Kausher went bananas on us. Well, right. But, <laughs> I again, no, I, I'm going to say it, no credit to Iowa State no, at all. Yeah. We literally lost this game. They did not win this yep. game. Period. End of story. Like, frustrating as hell because if one of the Badgers has a good game, like, Johnny didn't play that great. No. Nope. You know, Chucky got hurt. Tyler Wall looked kind of lost. Brad didn't play great. I mean, like, just anybody had to step up and have one, like, a decent game or we needed to not turn the ball over 30 times and, like, just one of those three things. Yeah. And, and, the, ben- and the bench guys weren't ready to come in and play. Nope. Uh, that really hurt us. That hurt us all year, I believe. And well, and I think that's opinion, the problem, too. We like, were, like, in so many close games that nobody ever got any meaningful minutes yeah. because, like, we were afraid to put them in in yeah. these close well, games because we yeah. had to win them. Yep. Um, but they also hadn't touched the floor because we weren't blowing anybody out. But, so. Yeah. So no one really stepped up. You know, it was kind of their time to shine. There's probably three or four guys that got a bunch of minutes. And Lindsay, who checked in to the game for whatever reason, hadn't. I don't think he checked in all year. Yeah. But we needed a three. I don't know. But yeah, it just sucks. Uh, especially with Miami beating Auburn. Uh, I think that would have been a hell of a game. But you saw the Miami or what they could be against Kansas. But it that just makes the loss even worse, knowing that our, the road would have been easier than going through Auburn. But I don't know. It just stinks. It's a and there, was, there was glaring. Uh, problems with this batter team all year, and I think I would or we showed them even in the first game, you know, not being able to make the shots and bench guys being consistent. And but well, so and definitely this point in the year, I would say again, it's like as we talked about, but yeah, we said you know it's been a great year. It was a great run in the regular season, and yeah. we're like, well, I think we if, take it for granted. If but, yeah, you know. if you told us that we were gonna make the round of thirty-two at the beginning of the season, I probably would have been like, you're yeah. crazy. Or yeah. not, maybe not, but, you know, I would have been like, okay, well, hopefully we play in a good game in the round of 32, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like we said before the Big Ten tournament, I think it was, we said what will be a disappointment, and we said not making the round, or the Sweet 16. What did we do? Not make the Sweet yep. 16. Big surprise, the Badgers disappointed us again. Um, but, like you said, with, I forget what game we were talking about, but it's uh, Iowa game, I think. It's the tournament. You have one bad game, you're done. And we did. We had a horrible game. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrendous game. If we have a decent game or a bad game, we still probably win that game. And then we get a test with Miami rather than Auburn. Yep. Um, and I think we had a really good chance, especially if Chucky could have came yeah, back. Yeah, we matched up, I think, pretty well with Miami. but Frustrating. Frustrating, sure. frustrating, uh, frustrating. And just an individual basketball game. 
obviously they're shooting, but scoring 49 total points. I mean, it's pretty much unacceptable, I would say. Um, Iowa State did start the year up undefeated, like 12 and all. I think they were one of the better defensive teams in the country, but 49 points and just missing open shots. It's just need some work to do in the transfer portal for sure yeah. for next year. Yep. And Absolutely. Johnny, I don't know. Obviously, I think he'll go. Oh, but, he's going. Yeah. He'll be top 10 or yeah. just outside. But uh, I don't know if you watch every – the last month and a half of the season, he's got some problems with his game, I would say. Yep. Some glaring problems, but yep. go get the check, you know. Yep, don't blame him. No, I me mean, either, no. Had a great run in the yep. regular season for the most part up until the last, you know, whatever month or so, but yeah. still played pretty good in those games, just not like what we saw in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And obviously he wasn't going to be able to keep that up, but maybe just a little bit more consistent. Obviously he's a first-team All-American, first-team All-Big Ten, but... Right. You know. And you don't do that by luck. No. Uh, you do that putting in the work and yep. you know, all the all the stuff going on throughout the season and big games and whatnot. Yep. But I think uh the round of thirty two was the best round of games we saw. Yeah. To be honest, with Duke and Michigan State. honestly every game was a good game. Texas and Purdue. But Um all right, others, do you have anything else, round of 32, um, uh, other than St. Peter's, continue to dance, uh, took care of Murray State, 70-60. Gonzaga uh, Memphis was a hell of a game. Great game, yep. A lot of very good talent game. on the floor there. Um, Gonzaga pulled it out, 82-78. Uh, Memphis hung around, you know, kind of a disappointing season for Memphis uh, with all the talent they have and everything, but I, don't know, I thought they played them tough. And I think Hard or yeah, Penny Hardaway is gonna get some. I don't know if you saw that. There's a bunch of violations already. Mm. Or again, shocking. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, only other game from the round of 32. I think Kansas Creighton game was pretty good. Yep. It was down to the wire. Yep. Kansas ended up winning by seven, but it was real close uh, for most of the game. Really could have went either way. Creighton just started missing some shots at the end of the game. Um, and Kansas prevailed. So, um, all right. I think that's it um, for the Sweet 16. Or no, sorry, round yeah. of 32. Yep. Um, on to the Sweet 16 now. Um, and then we saw in the Sweet 16, two more uh, number one seeds fell. Uh, so Arizona to Houston. Just talked about Houston. <clears throat> They're a hell of a team. Don't know how they fell to a five. Um you can see they're like a really well-built tournament team, defend really well, rebound really well, yep. um, have good offense, good flow, um, just like a term- tournament team for yep. sure, like you always hear. Um, and I think they were definitely under or overlooked. Um, I agree. And, you and know. They were just able to handle Arizona's size all game. Right. They shot the shit out of the ball, but, you know, they played at a very high level in that game. Right, and – like, we talked about it. We said we thought Arizona was kind of overrated, and then you said you're like, oh, wait, maybe they're pretty good. Um, and They looked pretty good. You know, making a Sweet 16 is really good. Yeah. Like, you can't complain no, about it. Yeah. Um, but as a number one seed, you shouldn't. You yeah. should expect it in Elite Eight. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that's your hopes. Um, but, again, we're down to two teams. Um, and then Gonzaga also lost uh, to Arkansas, which – 
I am kind of surprised by. I was kind of surprised by. I didn't think Arkansas was a team that really matched up well against them. Um, but Mm-mm. they handled business. Um, they kind of shut Chet down. I mean, he got into some foul trouble early. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and I I've kind of feel bad for the guy because he gets officiated a little bit unfairly, I yeah. think, just because yeah. of his size. Um, but I don't know. What did you see in that game? Uh, I definitely shocked. I definitely thought, obviously, Arkansas, Eric Muslin's a hell of a coach, obviously, but, you know, I just saw Gonzaga had the better roster and uh, the fully better team, but Arkansas didn't back down one bit. Uh, They were able to, Gonzaga, you know, Gonzaga usually makes people play their game uh, up and down, and Arkansas did that every once in a while, but I feel for the most part they made Gonzaga play their game kind of inside out, kind of longer possessions, but... Arkansas was really, really good. I thought um, Gonzaga another disappointing season. I would say as a number one overall seed, and with their route, obviously if they would match up with Duke, that would have been a heck of a game. But I think their Final Four bust mm-hmm. and losing a Sweet Sixteen. Um, you know, yeah, it's they only made five threes in the game. Yeah, um, that doesn't help. I mean, Nemhard felt like he kind of disappeared. One yep. of the, you know, we kind of talked about it. Like, they had the bigs, but the guards needed to step up. Yep. Uh, neither did Nemhart. Shot two for 11. Strother shot three of nine. Like, I mean, just not not great um, from the guards. Three of ten for Bolton. Like, nobody was really making any shots. Um, even Timmy, he was nine for 19. Yeah. Like, not great. No, especially um, he doesn't shoot outside the paint. So right, right. Um, so disappointing if you're a Gonzaga fan. I think um, Arkansas is really, really good. Yep, and they're reloaded. They got three McDonald's All Americans coming in. Note is an unbelievable player. Yeah, like he's good. The way he can, I mean, he he, he shot dunk. the ball 29 times, and he was only two of 12 <laughs> from deep. But like just the way he makes the defense work, yeah. Um, I you think you always got to worry about him, right? I mean, he can get to the basket in a split second, and so you're constantly like worrying about him, and he cre- can create open looks and big plays for his team. And I think ultimately, although he didn't shoot the ball really well, he was the reason they won the game. And if you think anything else, like I would have to disagree with you yep. because he. And when they needed a basket really bad, he either created one for somebody or he did it himself. And it was just like any time that Gonzaga was like fighting back into the game, he would yep. make some great, great. play. Yeah. Um, 100%. But <clears throat> And then the Big Ten sole remaining team um, out uh, with Purdue getting beat to St. Peter's. Um, which this one really <laughs> shocked me. Same. Like, I was not surprised by the Murray State win. No. Uh, to be honest, because they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. But with the two bigs that Purdue have, like, they should have dominated this game. Because St. Peter's doesn't have the size, and you see it with the game against UNC. Yeah. Um, in the next game. Say. Yep. Like, they completely dominated them in, ter- in the interior, and... I don't know what the hell Matt Painter was thinking. Like, just feed Edie the whole game. Yeah. That's all they had to do. Just just feed him. I, and let the guy shoot the ball 40 times. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to have 40. 
Yep, he only ended up with, well, first he only played 17 minutes. That's a problem. Yep. And 11 points, two rebounds. Jesus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's unbelievable. But, yeah, like you said, you saw it in the next game how, and I would say Purdue is a better team in North Carolina majority <laughs> of the year. Yeah. Uh, maybe not a better coach, obviously. Um, Painter still never made a sweet 16. Elite 8. Elite 8. Or Final 4. I think okay. Final 4. Final 4. But that's just a really, really bad loss, not just for Purdue, but for the entire Big Ten. Um, obviously, St. Peter's, heck of a run. But Ivy didn't show up to play, finished with nine points, I believe. And I think he kind of packed it in. You know, he was ready to get drafted. But that's just really bad, especially everyone was big on Purdue. Um, I was huge. just like – Well, they're – it was just that they just more disappointing season than the Badgers. They didn't use like, they didn't use what they had. Yeah. Like they were such a good tournament team because of their size. They had two big, two good bigs that could come in and basically play at any time with anybody on the floor. They had really good guards, but this was a game that should have been big dominated because St. Peter's is undersized. Yeah, and they didn't do it. Like it, they did not do it. Yep. Yeah, Ivy finished with nine points in 36 minutes. Yeah, nothing. Four of 12, one of six. Yeah. I mean. And that's, like, what you see in the tournaments, um, especially with all the, um, you know, mid-majors making runs. All the guards are good, you know. There's mm-hmm. good guards everywhere, but the big, the biggest difference from mid-major or all these small schools to Big Ten and the top teams is the big guys. Uh, will they have 6'10 guys? Yeah, but... All the really, really good teams, their big guys can do stuff, and they're not just tall. You know, they can actually play. Obviously, there's good guards everywhere, but that's definitely the biggest difference between really, really good teams and kind of small these small schools is just the si- the actual size and the skill of all the big guys. And right. Purdue wasn't able. I mean, Williams had a heck of a game, but right, but Edie was five of seven. Yeah, right, like. Yeah, you, you made five of his seven yeah, shots, like and he only yeah. shot the ball seven Edie, times. Like no one, yeah. Like that's wh- just different size. What but. are we doing? Like what are we doing yeah. there? He missed two shots on seven attempts. He should have he should have put the ball up eighteen times. Just yeah. force feed the guy. Yeah. I mean seriously, like it made no sense to me. I was yeah. watching it the whole time. I'm like, when is he gonna just start force feeding Edie? And they never did, and that's why they lost. So they deserved it. Truthfully, they did. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just feel like it's the same story, different year for Purdue. Yep. Obviously, they always have the size and good guards, and they're always really, really connected, it feels like. But then they get to the tournament, and I don't know. And it, Painter, obviously, I don't think he's able to get it done. Obviously, he's had great success. He's a he's a really good regular season coach, regular and then coach he just, like, it. goes away from everything that they yeah. do all season, yeah. it feels like, or every like, tournament. tries to just think about it too much. Like, yeah, it over is that easy just to throw it into the 7-4 guy. <laughs> like, it really is sometimes. Yeah, Obviously not in the Big Ten, but you're playing a one game against St. Peter's. Who cares if you have 40 points? Like, Yeah, right. You know, just feed him. to win. Like, right. I, yeah, I, I, I was just so frustrated watching it as a, a guy that doesn't even like Purdue, but, like, I was big on them in the tournament because of their size and what they did all year, right? Like, they were built – to win a game like yeah. this, and they just didn't do it. Like they just simply went away from what yep. they should have and be- done. And because of Matt Painter, I think they North Carolina beats them by twenty two. Yeah, yeah, I really think so. Yeah, if they matched up. Yep. Um, 
All right, and then the last thing from the Sweet 16 I had was just Iowa State, really bad. Miami, pretty good team. Um, really, like, athletic, played together really well, um, but they were way better team than Iowa State. Yep. Like, Iowa State yeah. just wasn't They're that on good. a different level. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the Badgers, if they would have played Miami, would have had a really, really good game with them. Yep. Do I think we win? I don't know. Can't tell you. It probably would depend on Chucky's health. Yeah. Um, but if he, if he was able to play in that game, I think – they had a really good shot. Um, if he didn't play, I would say they probably lost. Um, but doesn't matter. But, didn't make it. Yeah. So Kansas is busting our ass, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't <laughs> really have been bad. Close. It wouldn't have been close. It would not have been close. <clears throat> All right. On to the elite eight. Probably the worst games of the tournament. Um, really frustrating, I think. Um, but. I feel like this is the Elite Eight every year. Yeah. Um, with the exception of last year, Michigan was, I think, the number one overall seed. I can't remember. Um, maybe not. Um, but they were a number one seed, and then UCLA obviously got hot in that tournament as an 11 seed um, and beat them. But I feel like in the Elite Eight, it's always the better teams win, right? Yep. Like, And that was 100% the case here. And you can make an argument with the Nova-Houston thing. Yeah. Um, maybe Houston's a better team, but I don't think so. I think Nova is a really, really good team. Colin Gillespie is unbelievable. Um, he just, like, makes the shot every time that they need a basket, it feels like. Um, and they play together so well. Yeah. Like, so, so well. And Houston does too, don't get me wrong. But Nova yeah. just... And, 18 from three really, really hurt him. Yeah, but could not make a shot. That's what's going to happen, Villanova. Um, he saw it. Or you might see it again. But just that if they're in a close game, they're not going to make mistakes. And they're not going to miss free throws. Yeah. They're the best free throw shooting team in the country, yep. and they have been all tournament. Yep. Um, and they they just don't miss. Yep. Like, they don't miss. Whenever they need a bucket, they get it done. Um, if they, you know, if they're in a close game with under 10 to play, I'm going to take Nova almost every time. doesn't matter who they're playing. Because they're just, they're just fundamentally sound literally yeah. like and it's it's so cliche but they really are they're just fundamentally sound um they're just like they just take care of the ball don't do anything dumb get good looks w- use the shot clock i think they're like the slowest yeah, team in pace, the nation yeah. uh it's like 22 seconds of possession or yeah. something like that but that's just because they're looking they, for good looks yeah, and they're they looking for guard. good looks the whole time yeah it's not like their guard just sits at the top of the key and dribbles the ball for 10 seconds. Yeah. And then they go into their offense. No, like, they're in their offense as soon as they cross half court, and they're looking for the best possible shot, yeah. and they'll use the entire shot yeah. clock. Obvi- yeah, Houston's obviously a great defensive team, but Villanova plays their offensive game, and they take the shots they want to take, not the other way around, and take mm-hmm. bad shots. And what Houston or whoever else they play what shots they want them to shoot, you know. Right. Bruno always gets the shots that they want for right. the most part. Sometimes, like, good offense just beats good defense, yep. and that was, I think, the case in this Nova game. And it was 50-44, so it wasn't like they went out and lit it up, but no, they yeah. just got good possessions and they got the baskets when they needed them most. Yep. Um, so that was the best game of the Elite Eight for sure. Um Key thing 100%. from that one, Justin Moore, torn Achilles. Nice. Justin Moore, torn Achilles, that's going to really hurt um, yeah. big Just time. Just because depth has always has been a problem for them all year. 
and the Villanova fans on Twitter, you know, they're like, yeah, we really don't have a bench, and this really, really hurts us, but I think you got to trust the coach and the four or five other guys that they play. Yeah, so. and I wouldn't just don't count Jay Wright and Nova out. No, yet. never. Um, for sure, and I think Kansas is a really good team. I do think Kansas will win, um, but we'll get to that in a second. So. Yeah. Uh, Duke takes care of Arkansas down the stretch. I think they made their last nine field goals, something like uh, that. They, uh, yep, they did miss a field goal in the last seven and a half minutes of the game. Which is insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Yeah. And that's, like, n- not taking away from Arkansas, but that was just, like, Duke finally ran offense. Yeah. Like, and that was, like, they did it against Gonzaga in the beginning of the season. Then they kind of went away with it, away with it, or away from it. Jesus can't talk today, apparently. Away from it during the middle of the season, and that's where you saw they lost some of these games. And I think that a big part of that was the ACC wasn't all that competitive this year, right? Yeah. So, like, they th- they could do some iso ball and whatever yeah. and still win games. Yeah. Uh, so I was worried coming into the tournament that they were going to go away from, you know, they weren't going to ever get back to that. Yep. Yeah. But they have 100% yeah, get back it's to a it. five-man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Their offense looks incredible yeah, right now dynamite i mean seriously like i you couldn't put together a better offense like roach is just leading the show um i mean they have been ridiculous yeah. they have looked like a completely different team than they did um in the s or the acc tournament um you know just yeah. all of it because um, they are so talented yeah and now they're finally coming together and obviously at the right time but it does look like you know, they're clicking on us. all cylinders right now for sure. All yep. five guys that are on the court getting involved. Um, it's not a one-man operation. It's not like Paolo has to do everything. Nope. Uh, they've got three first-round picks. So it's like, yeah, their time might be now. But And then A.J. Griffin. Really, really good. A.J. Griffin, like if he wasn't on Duke, yeah, he would be it. the number one player on any other team yeah. in the country. And yeah. he has shown it he'd in this tournament. Dominant, yeah. I mean, seven of nine – Two of three, you know, some really tough baskets, too. And then their free throw shooting has improved immensely, too, in the tournament. It feels like Paulo and Mark Williams were the only two to miss a shot, a free throw. There were seven of eight, three of three, four of four, two of two, and then all of one. Yep. Um, depth, obviously an issue. I think Keels is really the only one getting any minutes off the bench, um, but he's getting some key minutes. Um Really good defensively as well. Um, they just as long as nobody gets hurt, they'll be good. I think. Um, yeah. Going forward here. Um, yeah, Theo John doesn't play off the bench. I mean, he could much. though. I feel yeah. like no, he definitely could. Baker, I don't know. What, he must be hurt. No, he just sucks. Yeah, well, I know that, but no, he just he sucks. Okay. He just sucks. Okay. He sucks. That's fair. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and then Kansas took care of Miami. Um, it's a close game in the first half. I think a lot of people overhyped Miami because of the games that they played against some teams that weren't that great, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, USC um, wasn't good. Iowa State wasn't good. Right. So, um, And Kansas just showed what Kansas basketball is in yeah, the second half. second half. Was I mean, they were just running the floor <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. It was like layup, 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 layup. Like, they were just cooking down the court, and – Miami just had no chance. No chance. Nope. Once they got it going, there was like 
they went on like a 6-0 run to start the game. I'm like, Kansas is going to win this game by 15. Yeah. And they did. They won They won by 26. Yep. <laughs> like, they went on a 47-15 to run yeah. in the second half. It was an absolute clinic in the second half. Unbelievable. I've never seen, like, such a flipped script, I don't think, in mm-hmm. a game. Like, you can't even make the argument that the Baylor-UNC game was, like, a flip script like that. No. Like, yeah. the way that they just completely took away everything Miami was doing. And then, obviously, Miami couldn't make a shot. But, like, they just made they, – they sped the game up so much that Miami had no chance. I mean, none. Mm-hmm. It was, and obviously it starts with the Baji, but they are so well-balanced. But especially if he gets going – uh, you know, they're really, really tough to stop, but I, they've got five dudes other than him that can really, you know, they just kind of take turns uh, if they like matchups, that kind of stuff. Braun, Brown's a really, really good player. Uh, Remy Martin has kind of been up and down all year, but he started to find his groove coming off the bench in the tournament. And he came in, he averaged 20 points a game last year at Arizona State, so obviously he can score and he's showing it on the big stage. And obviously he's he has been up and down all year. Um, I know Kansas is... Some fans didn't really like him, but I'm sure they like him now. He's playing great basketball. So. <laughs> right. But, yeah, they're really, really good. They got size, guards. I mean, they got it all. They defend. So it's it'll be a tough matchup for Villanova for sure. Especially but, without Justin Moore. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the last game, UNC ends the Cinderella run um, by dominating St. Peter's 69-49. Um, and this is exactly what yeah. Purdue should have game, done. Game was over as soon as St. Pete's got off the bus, yeah. I would say. I mean, that that was the exact formula that Purdue needed against St. Peter's, and they could have won the game by 20. They just force-fed inside. Yep. I mean, just force-fed inside. Yeah, and Baycott is playing unbelievable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got back-to-back 20-rebound games, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Caleb Love has obviously been putting on a show. Unreal. Manix playing well. I don't know. How, they're 28-9. I don't know how they're an eight seed. I believe they finished fourth in the ECC. But it's just, yeah. I don't know. I think they're a little, maybe, maybe not, maybe, but I don't know. I think they're playing the best basketball. Yeah, uh, out of definitely anybody. Definitely season, I mean, but maybe out of the last four teams, I think you could definitely make the argument they're playing the best basketball. Well, I think the two that are playing the best basketball are playing each other. Yep. Um, I think Duke and UNC are for sure playing and the best basketball. Yep. I mean, Kansas, is, matchups Kansas has been taking side. care of pretty much everybody, uh, with the exception of the Creighton game. Um, but I feel like they've had a way easier road yeah. than both of uh, the other two teams. 100%. Um, and, like, Duke and UNC have had their, their – their key guys step up when they needed, yep. um, and I don't think really Kansas has been forced into any situations where they really needed that yet. No. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, whoever wins that game um, between Duke and UNC if they match up with Kansas, which we'll talk about here real quick. Um, who who's going to win that yeah. game? Because really, I think Kansas has the ability to beat either of those teams like 100% no questions asked I think they they match up well against either team yeah um but I just don't think that they've had to prove themselves and maybe that'll be better for them like if they and I'm here I am overlooking Nova but I'm just saying like if Kansas can get by Nova um maybe hopefully they get forced into a game where they need somebody to step up here 
because I think that they need to play in one of those games before they get yeah. to the national championship. Agreed. Game. All right, so Final Four preview, Duke UNC. They've never met in the tournament before, and what a time for them to do it in the Final Four uh, with Coach K's last ride. Uh, couldn't really um, write it any better than this, I don't think. If you're a Duke fan, yeah. I guess pretty sick. But, but for anybody, though, like it's a cool story. Like If you're if you're a Duke hater, you want UNC to win, yeah. right? And yeah. you're like, you you you're gonna love it absolutely if UNC wins yeah so it's like it is a no, cool yeah, story it's, regardless it's gonna be the it's gonna be so sick it's gonna be <laughs> well it's gonna it's so it's Duke's getting revenge yeah for UNC coming to their floor on Coach K's last game at Cameron and wiping the floor right yeah or it's UNC can hold this over their head for the rest of eternity yep it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And all the pressure, I think, was on the the Duke team and the Cameron the last game. UNC had really nothing to lose going in there. They yeah. lose. Nobody says anything, right? They win. Everyone says everything. Yeah. Now, that's not the case. UNC I is in the final. I think it might fi- be, though. I don't think so. I think the pressure is going to come back on Duke for being in the Final Four. But I don't know. I don't think it was in the first couple games, but now they're that they're, especially just because they're playing North Carolina and North Carolina beat them. Uh, I think I don't know. I think that all that pressure is, comes back. You think so? Yeah. And See, it, well, how disappointing would it be if you lose to North Carolina in the Final Four? Well, right, but how disappointing is it for UNC to lose and Coach K gets a shot at a national championship in his last round? Not as bad as Duke, though. Like, I don't know. See, I don't. I don't know about that. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game regardless, yeah, I, think. I think. so. I mean, there's no way that this is a blowout. No. I, I mean, there's no. no chance. They're both playing the, the best basketball. When Duke played them the first time, UNC wasn't playing good. Yeah. When UNC beat them at Cameron, Duke wasn't really playing all that good, and you saw it in the ACC tournament. Yep. Now they're both playing their best basketball. This game yep. is going to go down to the wire. Yep. No it injuries. Is, it's just It is going to be better. a – Last possession game, I think. I mean, seriously, I think it's going to come down to that. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody is going to make a big shot with, you know, 25 seconds left or whatever the case may be. Um, I I don't see this being a double digit like the first two. I think it was 20 the first game. Yeah. Duke won and UNC won by 12, yeah. I think, or 14. Yeah. Um, in the second, there's no chance this happens. I don't think so either, but you never know, never. I guess. But I... Hoping it'll be a good game. I'm sure it will, and I think it might be the most watched game of all time. Of all time, yes. Because if you're a Duke fan, this is gonna be awesome if you win. Yeah. And if you don't like Duke, yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> watching the game to hope that they lose. Yeah. Right. Like that, you're not missing this game. If you watch any college basketball, like you're not missing yeah. this game. There's Agreed. no way. Agreed. It's going to be insane. So right now the line's Duke minus four. Uh, Over-under is 151. Uh, should we just pick them? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'll take the points for North Carolina. Um, I do think Duke wins, to be honest. But I'll take the points because I think it's going to be close, and I'll go over. Yep, I'm going to actually do the exact same that you are. Um, truthfully, I think this is a one-possession game. Yep. Um, 
and I, it's going to come down to Apollo or A.J. Griffin, you know, getting getting a basket or, or you know, a big defensive stop, uh, yeah. something. Yep. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, I'll take the over as well. I think it's going to be – they're going to come out of the gate firing. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a shootout. I mean, it's going to be a shootout early. I think it'll slow down a little bit. Um, but then we'll see it pick up midway through the second half again and yep. then slow down again late um, a little bit. But I think over 151, um, huge difference between the two games and over-under. You've got <laughs> 151 and then 133. Yeah. Uh, huge difference, and I think maybe maybe the under is the, ta- the play here, but I think when you see a line like that, you just ride it. Uh, Kansas Villanova, I'm going to go under, but I will take Kansas. I don't know what the line was. Four and a half. Okay, I'll take Kansas. Um, I'm also going to take Kansas four and a half. I think the Justin Moore injury is going to be a real problem for Nova yeah. without their depth. Um, I just don't know how Villanova, they're going to have to make it 15 threes yep. to stay in it. Yep. But I don't know if they have the offensive weapons and the firepower to keep up with Kansas. And if Villanova's, you know, they're going to be preaching defense and that's the only way they're going to be able to stay in the game. So I think it's going to be really, really low scoring. Because Kansas can defend the shit out of the ball too, so yeah. So I'm actually gonna go Kansas over. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, I think Nova's gonna make some shots early. Yeah. Um, they always seem to, but they also always seem to go like droughts where they miss like six or seven threes in a row, which I think is gonna happen. But I think on the flip side, Kansas is gonna go on a run like they did in the second half. They're gonna take advantage of that little dry spell and they're gonna score twelve. Yep. You know. Um, so I'm gonna go over 133 Kansas. I don't. I just don't see. They just don't have the depth for me to hold on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know betting with this stuff. You know, you never know how the teams are gonna come out playing in front of a hundred thousand people or whatever right. it is, and the way the condition is, and the views on the shots and all that kind of stuff. So you really do never know. But that's just gut feeling if they played it at like a neutral site. Yeah. But like, like a normal game yeah. in a regular season. Yeah. That's what I would. That's what yeah. I would say. Uh, it's really tough. You know, like, guys can just disappear in the spotlight, and some guys just shine. Yeah. Um, so, like, Gillespie could go for 30 in this yeah. game. Yeah. Like, seriously, he could. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, but he's going to have to if they want to beat Kansas. So. And yep. I'd, I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know if he, he having 30 will be enough, truthfully. All right, so you've got Duke winning. Um, but Kansas. taking the points, yep. and you've got Kansas, so guess the line. On the championship game? Yep. Probably be Duke minus three. I'm going to say Duke one and a half. Minus? Yep. Yep. Who are you taking? Duke, uh, Kansas. Money line. Know. Money line. No I'm points. just going to take Kansas. Kansas. I got a weird feeling it's going to be Duke, but I'll go with Kansas. I'm also going to go with Kansas. I think that they'll lose in the championship game if they get there. Duke? Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that's too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Uh, you got anything else? March Madness. Uh, I filled out two brackets, and I think they're the worst two brackets I've ever filled out. Oh yeah, we that's do all. have to talk about that. That's um, all. He was in last place. He yeah. is tied for second to last, only <laughs> ahead of your girlfriend, yeah. Jamie. That's tough. Tough. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I think you had 330 total points. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I just picked the wrong upsets, and yeah, 
I don't know. It wasn't. I should have filled out another one. That made more sense. But it is just because I did a lot of upsets and like a lot of random shit. But yeah, probably the worst one I've ever done, and I've been making them for a very long time. So I do need Kansas to win. If I if Kansas wins, I'll get second in the bracket. So that'd be hot. Big time. Big time. All right. Uh, NFL. So I don't think we talked about Deshaun to the Browns. I don't think that had happened yet. I'm pretty sure that was last week. So Deshaun to the Browns. Uh, the Browns are giving up Deshaun and I think a sixth. Or uh, I'm sorry. The Browns are getting Deshaun and a sixth. Um, and Houston's receiving the 13th pick and the 107th pick. Um, 23rd and tw- or 2023-2024 first round picks. Uh, 2022 fifth round pick, 20, 20, geez, 23 third round, and a 24 fourth round. Um, so they got a haul, an absolute haul, but I think it's worth it if you're the Browns. 100, uh, 95? Yeah. yeah. 95? Yeah. I mean, they are a really good drafting team. That is one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, their, their roster is loaded. Yeah. But now they don't have draft picks. No, they don't have draft picks. Right. I don't know. If I'm but the that's Texan, I think it's a win-win on both sides, I would say, just because the Texans got all the picks, obviously a rebuild. And they're in a rebuild. They have uh, nobody. They need all the picks. I mean, they have no I one. I couldn't name three guys no. on the roster. No. <laughs> no. Brandon Cooks, but he's a free agent, so yeah. I have no idea. But I think it's a win-win, and obviously with all the other curriculars with Deshaun, you know, you can't get rid of that. Not your problem anymore. All that kind of stuff. and. They're just waiting for the right suitor or second that, year head coach or that right? amount of picks. So, so I'm good with it. I think he'll do well in Cleveland. Don't know who he's gonna throw the ball to no. exactly right now, but problem. it's always been a problem. I think. Yeah, and now they don't have any draft picks, so they're gonna have to go get some free agents. Yep. If they have any money, I don't know. And that he's got He's gonna sign if this contract come out. Yeah, it's I don't. Like four I years, two fifty. I don't. Or something like I that. Look quick. Which is insane. But I don't know. I think obviously he's a great quarterback. Definitely an upgrade from Baker, but just the same thing. You know, five year, two hundred and thirty. Something about the Browns organization. I think I don't know if they'll ever be able to go over that next hump. But I guess this is the right start. But well, they have okay. So you said that they don't have any like buddy to throw the ball to. Correct. But they have a great running game. They have a really good offensive line. Like uh-huh. Deshaun's just gonna Deshaun doesn't have to throw the ball fifty times a game with yeah. this team. Um, so I really and he didn't really have any weapons um, to begin with, really in Houston. Um, once they got rid of Hopkins, like yeah. so, well, he kind of stopped playing. Well, right, yeah, right, right after. But I think he can still do all right. And again, he doesn't have to throw the ball fifty times. So uh, it'll be interesting if they can get one decent wide receiver yeah. out of the free agents that Just are left. Just a decent one. Yeah. Nothing like. Yeah, like you don't have to go get DK. Right, no. but if you could sign Brandon Cooks, yeah. who he's worked with before, that would be big, right? Or you know, so, something like that. Um, just anybody, just get him a guy to throw the ball to um, would be helpful, and I think it's going to be a really good fit as long as all that off season, all that extracurricular shit, like you said, goes away, which I expect it to. It sounds like it's going to. So, yep. and I don't think you sign a guy to a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. No, unless you you're don't. Confident. If you don't know for a fact that yeah. he's going to be all right. So um, I think it's a really good fit. I think they might – I don't know that they are like AFC championship contenders, 
but I think that they have a really, really good shot making the playoffs yeah. and um, yep. winning a game or so. That's where I would put their ceiling. Yeah. Win a playoff game. Yeah. All right. Uh, another one, Matt Ryan to the Colts. I think this is a really, really good fit. Really good. He's pretty old, He's but, very, but need a change of scenery. Yep. Very good roster. Um, I don't Tremendous know. roster. Yeah. I mean. So I'll not just don't turn the ball over, hand the ball off, and see where it takes you. Um, obviously, Colts with another starting quarterback this year. Six in the last six years, I believe. Yeah. But I, I'd also like the move. Um, I know, like I said, he is old. Maybe has turnover problems, but I think it'll be a fresh restart for him, and hopefully he can play winning football, and all he has to do is play decent with and that roster. Made, and they should have made the playoffs last year, and I don't yeah. think Matt Ryan makes him worse than Carson Wentz. No, I maybe. agree. Yep. So, I, I mean. If anything, it's even. At worst. At worst. At worst, yeah. it's even. Yep. Yeah. And I think he can bring a little bit um, to the more to the table than Wentz did. Yeah, he might turn it over a few more times, but he's also going to make some bigger throws yeah. than Wentz he's did. He's a high IQ guy too. Yeah. So. Yep. I think I again I put them in the same category as the Browns. They are in a loaded AFC, um, but I expect them to make the playoffs next year and probably win a game. Yep. All right. Um, others, just minor news. Well, not really minor news, uh, but. Malcolm Butler staying with the Pats isn't huge. Um, but then MVS to the Chiefs. Yep. So we lose another guy. Um, oh, we didn't. Currently have no wide receivers um, on the Packers. <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have Alan Lazard. Lazard. Nice. All right. Um, then the other big one um, is Tyreek to the Dolphins. Uh, they get five draft picks, yep. which is a haul. For a 28, 29-year-old receiver. Um, yeah, he's not old. They're that old, I don't think. And you get five draft picks to the Chiefs. Obviously, 28. They, so. Obviously, they added MBS. They added Juju. Yeah. Not that those two are Tyreek, but they could definitely fill the gaps. MBS was clocked faster speed than Tyreek yeah. last year. Which is crazy. 22.4 or something, and Tyreek was like 21.5. So, does he have like the acceleration quickness? No, but is he still the downfield threat? threat? Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um, So, and Juju has like he was a pro bowler at one point, was in top three, top five one year with like he can, Mahomes can make him good. Yeah, I think. Yep. And I think it was more. Big Ben than it was Juju. Obviously, yeah. his off-the-field antics didn't help, um, but I think he's kind of over that now. Uh, he doesn't really have any right to not be over it no, yeah. at this point, <laughs> yeah. so he's going to have to get over it. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to be just fine. I think, actually, it helped them a little bit yeah. because now they have two guys versus they had one, um, but they did lose Pringle um, and who else? That's it, right? Because Hardman's Hardman. still there. Yep. Okay. Um, draft picks were the 29th pick, the 50th pick, which is crazy, um, a fourth in the 22nd, or in this year's draft, and then a fourth and a sixth in the 23rd, uh, the 2023 draft. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge haul for the um, Chiefs as well. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Um, I don't know where they go. Probably defense with the 29th pick, would you say? Yeah. Because they don't know what's going on with Matthew. Um, 
if they can re-sign Matthew, then I think maybe O-line. Yeah. Probably. Pick and choose. Right. Um, they've already got their tight end. They have the um, yep. running, pretty good running back in Clyde. Uh, I still wish they would have drafted Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> oh, my God. Could yeah. you imagine, dude? They would be nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Absolutely. Good luck paying everyone. But. Right. But he's still got, I think, two years left. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor yeah. is on his deal. So it's like, dude, oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. I, When they didn't draft him, I was shocked. Because he couldn't catch the ball. He couldn't catch the ball, oh is what God. they said. Yeah. But. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter when you can run for 2,000 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Just a thought. Um, but I think really it helps both teams, but I don't see it helping the Dolphins as much as like the yeah, picks help the Chiefs. Yeah. Truthfully. To a, uh, he hasn't been proven to throw the ball downfield. No. And obviously he's. A heck of a weapon, but you got to be able to get the ball to him somehow. Right. And and Jalen Waddle not a deep threat, or they the teams know Tua can't throw it deep. Then then what? Right. You play him, and he's like, he's going to get his catches, obviously. Right. But ten yards is better than fifty yards. So yeah. Right. Um. And Jalen Waddle. Those two with Jalen Wa- Jalen Waddle and Tyreek is a hell of a. But again, can Tua get them the ball? Yep. Is the question. Yep. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the Dolphins probably gave up too much for this, to be honest. Um, but they must have faith in Tua, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, and they're in the lo- loaded division too, or, right? So, gotta try, I guess. Yeah. But I I don't know. I almost would just trade up for another like rookie wide receiver than yeah. give up all that for Tyreek, who's older, yeah. also. Um, especially because you already have Waddle, and if Tua is your guy, he's still young enough. Like, why are you going for a 28-year-old wide receiver yeah. when you could just trade up and probably use the 29th and the 50th pick or the 29th and the fourth-round pick to go up a couple spots and get yeah, a wide receiver? That makes sense. You know what I mean? I, but I think the Chiefs won this trade. Truthfully, me too. I do, especially if he was going to leave. Well, that and and with and their with him. their signings that they then yeah. went and did yeah. like they got MVS and Juju yeah. like they replaced one guy with two and got five draft picks yeah you know and one of them's a first round and one's a pretty decent second round so i don't know anything else nfl that i missed that you can think of I- oh overtime rules oh, just happened just today like, yeah. um so overtime rules are going to stay the same in the regular season, but in the playoffs now, every uh, or both teams get a chance to touch the ball. Um, I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm assuming coin flip just the same and then determines offense defense. Uh, if they score a touchdown, then they must probably just kick it off kick normal, it off, yeah. um, and then you got to score. Um, I get it. I get the game's changing. Um, but I think if you ask any defensive guy, they're going to be pissed about it because they're like, it's our fault that we didn't make the fucking stop, yeah. right? Like, we got to make the fucking stop. And, like, I think this is, like, basically saying that defense is, like, almost irrelevant this way. I don't know. And I know that now both defenses get a chance to make a stop. I guess you could make the argument. But it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, the- I feel like it's a little bit of an overreaction to the Bills Chiefs game. That's a little my bit, take. but if it's just for the playoffs, I think it's completely fine. Just because I don't know all those times Rodgers didn't get the ball, 
and all those playoff runs. But I mean, it was twenty-nine to three vote um, from the owners. Only three teams that voted no were the Bengals, the Vikings, and the Dolphins. Um, that says the Bengals and Vikings have both been involved in an overtime playoff game over the past three years. Uh, so it's notable they voted against it. So they were on the right side of it, and <laughs> we're good. But I don't I'm know. I like it, especially like... just because it's for the playoffs. Just because we want to see uh, the best teams, the best players touch the ball. But I'm surprised by the um, the Steelers. I feel like Tomlin would have like been like, "Fuck that." Yeah, especially yeah, because they don't have a quarterback defense. either. Yeah. <laughs> Must they not be worried about making the playoffs. Money Trubisky, I guess, but. I don't know. I like it. I think it'd be good. And how often does it go to overtime? Not very. Not very. So. Right. But again, I think that's kind of why it's an overreaction too. You yeah. Know? It's like. Yeah. How often does it happen? Yeah. Right. So now, why are we making a huge rule change if we're gonna keep the regular season the same? Mm-hmm. I, you know. I don't know. I see both sides. I'm not saying like mm-hmm. I hate the rule. I like it. Um. But I just think it kind of discredits defenses a little bit. And if I'm a defensive guy, I'm kind of pissed about it. Yeah. Because, like, we should make the fucking stop, right? Like, that's our job. So, and, like, I was just listening to the Pat McAfee show, actually, and they asked A.J. Hawk his take, and he's like, yeah, we got to make the fucking stop. Like, simple. Yeah. You know, and if we don't, we're going to get fired, and that's our fault. Like, we can't blame anybody but (laughs) ourselves. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Um, And then anything else? No? All right. Last piece of news, um, I saw this morning Barstool tweeted that they were tracking Tiger's jet. He is at Augusta, and then I got a little insider information. Um, somebody that works at Augusta National took a picture of Tiger teeing off at one. I am excited. <laughs> God, I hope he plays. He can just go play whenever he wants. Yeah, he won. You have <laughs> no, a lifetime exemption. Yeah. I didn't know if they like closed it off for the month. And only oh, or, like, well, I'm sure there's like. Well, obviously it's Tiger fucking Woods. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see. But I don't know. You don't want to re-injure anything or make sure he's ready. Fuck he that. It's the Masters. Let's I ride, know. baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he doesn't make the cut, Plus, it's just like, why'd well, you come back? Yeah, that's fair, but. Well, obviously his health is important, and he was healthy enough to play. But right, if it he's at the point in his career that if he's not healthy enough, he's not going to play. Yeah, true. period. End of story. So if he does play, that means he's he feels healthy enough to do it. I don't think he's going to overreach. Uh, and he already said like a couple months ago, like probably six months ago, he's like looking more towards the twenty three Masters, not the twenty two Masters. Yeah. Um, but just because that, if that's your first tournament back in however long, like well, he that's played not he played the PNC Championship with his son. No, I guess. and he looked pretty good. Yeah, his ball speed was really really good. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I'm not gonna like get too excited, but I would really love to see it. That would be awesome. I mean, I would. It's Tiger in the Masters. How could you not get excited? Um, so just the fact that he's there right now makes me really excited. Really, really hope he plays. Yep. Um, it's not like unfair. I mean, not unfair because he's won it, but like that he can play it whenever he wants. But then all these other guys, they only play it once no, a year. No, fuck no, you won it. <laughs> like he's there like two weeks prior, and no one, like some of these guys have never played it before. Who gives a fuck? I know. I'm just saying. He's Tiger Woods. Yeah. 
Golf would not be as big without Tiger Woods. Well, no, today. I know that. So yeah, who half those guys fun? probably wouldn't be golfing, right? If it weren't for Tiger, right? I don't think any of them are complaining. No. No, I guess not. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Be sick. Um. And then one more thing, we do have a Masters pool going. I just started it today. I sent out some uh, emails. So if you guys would like to uh, get some information on it, it's a hundred dollars. Um, so it's a little pricey, but it is kind of fun. Um, so it's kind of hard to explain. So just reach out and give you, give me your email and I'll send it to you. You can look at it, see what you think. But basically how it works is it's teams of three with the exception of one team because there's only like 89 players in the field. Um, so one team only gets two guys, um, which sucks, but that's the way it is. I can't really do anything about it. I can't put a filler in there because it wouldn't mean anything. Um, so how it works is it's based on uh, official world golf ranking, um, 1 through 30. So there's 30 teams, so 30 entries, um, and then it goes snake draft. So I think the 30th, I can actually look maybe real quick. Um, but I think the 30th player is like Kevin Na. Um, and then the 31st player is Patrick Reed. So they're on the same team um, versus, like, Scotty Scheffler is the world number one. So he's ranked with the 60th golfer. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a cool format. And then the, the, the part that I like about it is the bad golfers do matter. Um, and then, like, even the middle-of-the-road guys do matter. So, like... VJ Singh is the worst-ranked golfer in the entire tournament, um, but he does matter because, like, there is a high round on day two that pays out money, um, and then there's also a high round on Sunday. So, like, your middle-of-the-pack guys, like Max Homa, the Barstool guys always make fun of him because he disappears in the weekend. Um, so, like, if he can make the weekend and then blow up on Sunday, he'll make some money. <laughs> so it's kind of cool because, like, you're never really out of the money. Yeah. So there's payouts for first though. place, second place, low round day one, leader in the clubhouse day two, high round day three, low round day three, or sorry, high round day two, low round day three, and then high round on Sunday. Um, and then the way it works, this was the first time I ever saw this was like an auction. Like you went to the auction and you bid on teams. Um, but to make it easy, it's $100, um, and I'll do a random draw like on a live stream. Um, probably do it from the podcast page or something um so if you're interested please reach out um snapchat me um text me instagram dm us whatever um doesn't matter but let me know if you're interested again it's a hundred dollars so it's a little pricey but you can win 900 600 300 300 300 300 so um that works a lot of different ways to win um it's fun. Do we have it's to fill all really 30 fun. teams? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically no, um, but I don't see a problem. We'll fill them. Okay. We'll get them filled. Okay. There's plenty of people that'll do it. Okay. If if we don't fill all 30 teams, we'll put all 30 teams in the hat, um, still draw whatever. You know, if yeah. we get 25, we'll draw the 25 teams. The five that aren't in there, I'll exclude them from – like the high rounds, the first place, second place. So yeah. if if first place is on a team that doesn't win, then whoever takes second will technically win. Which, but I don't I don't foresee an issue yeah. here. So, all right, 
That's it. Unless you got anything. Anything? Nope. Nope. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good see, one. See ya.